Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub, episode 51. We have crossed over the hump. We are halfway to being 100 years episodes old, even though some days we feel like we're 100 years old, a.k.a. me last yeah. night. Yeah, I'm not I'm not far from that 50. No. Yeah, you are, you are uh, wheeling the wheelchair closer one year at a time. Let's just say this. I'm much closer than when I was born much closer <laughs> that's my favorite thing i always love when people are like hey here's a picture of me when i was older it's like um well every picture is of you when you are older even a picture just now taken is a picture of you when you were older it's true i would like to see the camera that takes a picture of me when i'm younger i want that <laughs> i and want that the- filter and all the analytical people are like, wait, how does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're older and you, you no, 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 how? Yeah. Enjoy that one, everybody. Actually, if you think about it, it's a picture of you from when you were younger. Yes, that's accurate. But it's a picture of you when you were older. <clears throat> yes. Each picture is a progression of you older. Correct. So anyways, um, yeah, enough of that nerding, weird bull crap. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Uh, last night was not much better today. Last night was not a fun night. I through the uh, extreme sports that I put my body through of walking to the kitchen completely put myself out of commission <coughs> yesterday afternoon as I <coughs> inhale the smoke that came right back in my face. Don't inhale. I remember kids. my first cigar. Yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I walked to the kitchen and there was a shooting, stabbing pain in my right hip that lit a fire and tingled all the way down to my right toes, right foot toes. And I was out of commission for the next about probably seven to eight hours. And it was Mm. not fun. Boys went and got my hiking sticks so that I could actually walk with them like crutches uh, I was barely able to lift up my right leg, right foot off the ground. And I, yeah, it was just not fun. And I'm, you know, not making a lot of it. It was painful. It was beyond painful. I was at like an eight or nine out of 10 on the pain level. And one of the Facebook groups I belong to for one of my back conditions, she said that it, uh, she likened it to pass worse than passing her kidney stones and yes, stones. So she's passed multiple. So that gave me a pretty good gauge as to the level of pain and everything I was going through which was wonderful. But I also learned that my son wants to be a bartender when he grows up because he was already wanting to last night. Because yeah. Yeah. Cause your, your, your wife was asking you, uh, you said what she can get for you. Any kind of medication or. Yeah. What do you need? You know, and I said, I want a glass of whiskey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I go, I'd like a glass of whiskey and Mike and my 10 year old without skipping a beat goes, all right, one whiskey coming up. And I just chuckled and I laughed and I go, you can't reach it. You don't know where it is. He goes, well, where is it? I'll get it for you. And I'm like, oh, this could be very dangerous years from now. I remember when dad's back went out uh, when I was 10. Uh, and ever since then, I, I was trying to sneak with that. Would just, it would just be bad. 
be like, oh, great. One one bad thing created a whole nother one. But no, he he wanted to help me out. And it was amazing getting to see the compassion in both my boys last night. Do you need help? Do you need this? You know, do you want a cookie? Do you want like you look at Micah from six hours before then to there and you would swear that he was a different kid. Um, bless you. And thank you. I hope that wasn't loud. No. And and it was it was amazing to see how quickly when when their dad is hurting and not okay, how quickly everything else turns off and helping me switches on and the hearts of compassion and concern and care. Um, it was just incredible to to see. But yeah, Aaron had made cookies and made dinner and all sorts of different things. And they're bringing me cookies and this. And I mean, I think they were fattening me up for the slaughter, quite frankly. But, you know, yeah. that's that's just, you know, my perception of it. But yeah, today is is better. I can walk on my leg. I still have some stiffness and soreness in my right hip, uh, but at least I can sit somewhat more comfortably, and I can at least you know walk with just a little bit of a, a limp, and you know a whole lot closer to normal than it was last night. So there's well, we the long version. <laughs> we should have done this podcast from like a massage table. You know, you could have laid down and had your face through the hole and the microphone right there and move the <laughs> camera down, beaming up on you while they're just getting it, man, and massaging the leg and there getting we the go. back all fixed, bro. And that would have been awesome because you like eventually what will happen is you'll either get some snot or some drool that will fall on the camera lens while you're getting a massage because then you know it's being done right. Yes, absolutely. If you If you're not – if you're not dripping out of one of your facial orifices, then the massage isn't being done right. Yeah. Then it's just a tickle. It's not a massage. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. No, I think that's great, dude. I I think it's awesome that uh, your kids are like, you know, your ultimate bartender right there. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they'll turn out just fine in the future. Um, Yes. But, you know, it's it's really not different, much different than when I'm, you know, I'm flying down the road or, you know, or, or I'm, I'm wanting a cigar and my humidor is sitting there and, you know, my daughter will go and pick out a cigar for me. It doesn't mean that she's going to start smoking that cigar and go, ooh. No, not at all. I was 10, I picked out a cigar for my dad and now I think I'm 11 and I should be able to smoke a cigar. I'm going to sneak <laughs> one from his humidor. One, they know I'd chop their hands off. Um, not that I think that cigars are bad, but at 11 years old, I think they're bad. Absolutely. Um, at 18, which is coming up quick, my daughter will be 18 um, oh, in yeah. April. She's smoking her first cigar with me. Amen. And she's She's been around cigars. And, you know, the, the now let me be clear on something to everybody. Not that. That was the chorizo burrito that my daughter, <laughs> my wife made me this morning. Mm, yummy. Uh, gosh, she's so amazing. Uh, yes. Anyways, it is illegal uh for a person under the age of 21 to purchase a cigar yes it is not illegal for somebody under the age of 21 to consume a cigar correct so before all you guys freak out and go oh yeah it's illegal she can't do that let me point out a couple of things one uh i'm sure before you turn 21 you tasted beer wine whiskey scotch something uh like most people most times you know you hit that teenage year age and mm-hmm. you know most parents are like yeah you know you could taste my wine or you could taste my beer if you want to try it you know it's like you're hanging out go with ahead. dad and he's like oh, go ahead and try it son you know and you taste it you're like yep. why do you drink this poison 
Uh, is that whiskey you have right there? Yeah, it's from like two nights ago and it had a whole bunch of <laughs> sheetrock dust when I moved one of the sheets. It had a whole bunch of sheetrock dust fly into it. So it, it yeah, it's it's still sitting I'm looking here. at that going like, you're already taking your medicine? It's only 8.30 for you? <laughs> hey, you got to like- start- you gotta start sometime. Oh my god, this is gonna be such a fun day. It's gonna be the greatest episode. There's <laughs> not enough alcohol blood thing. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying um, some good TurboJet coffee. Dude, I, I've got to make mine. You gifted me with a bag because uh, mm-hmm. I was <laughs> out there with you this weekend. Yep. And um, so you gifted me the bag. Now, I, I stole. Everybody thinks I'm drinking a beer, probably, if you're watching this. But no, this is a Dutch Brothers cold brew, um, which my my stole from my wife. And my daughter got from my wife last night when she went to Dutch Brothers, so I stole it from her. You mean that place? Dutch Bros. I actually like those dudes. They're good. Yeah, I, I, I could do without Starbucks. I think the world could do without Starbucks. Their super burnt coffee is terrible. Yes. Um, and if you add 50 pounds of sugar to a cup of anything, it will taste good. Uh, you could probably get a, you could probably get me a warm cup of bile and add 50 pounds of freaking sugar to it. Like they do. And it would probably taste good. I mean, you add 50 pounds of really anything savory to anything. And it's good. Look at escargot. You put a ton of butter and garlic on it and people eat a snail. But escargot is good without all that. I haven't had escargot before. Oh, we used to catch snails out and like catch them. Like you're, <laughs> yeah, because you had to so run stupid. so fast. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, I was such a fast swimmer, <laughs> I could catch them. Um, but we used to find uh, snails in Samoa when I lived out there, and I would bring them up and we'd boil them so the snails would come out and we would eat those. And then the shells were just these beautiful. I'll have to bring one on the show one day. They're just these the shells they look like they've been polished on a wheel but they haven't they're they're they come out of the ocean naturally like that hmm. and when they're underwater there's actually like little like tiny like little short i don't know what they're called like little tentacle type things sticking out of them uh-huh so they almost look furry oh wow and then you bring them up and those things kind of go away and you boil the snail and eat it and the shell remains obviously and it's gorgeous Gorgeous show. So that's hmm. they, they naturally. Anyways, I digress. When do you not? <laughs> when do we not? <laughs> I don't know. But listen, we were together this weekend. Um, we were, and and I, and it was a beautiful, beautiful time. One, I was yes. so happy to see you. Um, I've I've missed spending time with you, and I'm hopefully going to get to see you again this weekend because I'm coming back out to California. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It was awesome. Uh, we went up into the mountains. Uh, we got to spend time, you know, I feel like we spent time with God all the time, but we got to spend time focused on God. Yes, intentional. Um, and intentional in a brotherhood, met some amazing people, made some new friends. And um, I don't know, that was, this is your first time up there. It was my fifth time up on the mountain. This is your first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about it, dude. What are you, what, what are your, without divulging any secrets, um, yeah. like there are any. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it to you in a way that I uh, did when we were coming down the mountain uh, towards one of the brothers that we uh, have in a Bible study, a men's group uh, on Saturday mornings. 
uh, it gave vocabulary and common terms to help understand and define the way that a man of God should be uh, and forces you, as long as you're open to it, forces you into a very um, transparent, intimate, and self, uh, well, that's going to be redundant, but introspective process of, yeah, a self-introspective, a, a very introspective process of your walk with God, but also how you approach your daily life and the things that you allow to take away from being a strong man of God. And and I think that's probably the easiest, uh, simplest way to summarize without revealing too much of what takes place of what that weekend is about. And God's allowed me to have a couple conversations since, like I've told you, I've talked with my dad and he's like, I would love to go. That would be awesome. I talked with the lead pastor of my church when I dropped off some coffee that he ordered. Uh, and he had been praying through the entire church, going through being uh, praying with authority and and living with authority and all those different things. And by the end of the conversation, when I told him about the men's camp and all that, he goes, you, he goes, this was a divine, uh, you know, meeting and this was absolutely what I needed. This was confirmation from God that our church is going to be going through praying with authority, living with authority, because uh, he's read Neil T. Anderson. Uh, he's read John Eldridge. He's read um, a couple other people. And, you know, he goes, one of them is is Fuller uh, Seminary. One of them is Talbot. And it's sort of the Coke and Pepsi. But there are, you know, a couple different guys that all, yeah, Bondage Breaker. And that was the first book he read when uh, he got into ministry. And he was like, "Whoa, this is this is crazy. I need to I need to like get some help understanding all this." Uh, but I had a great conversation with him, and he was just like, "You know what? You just helped me confirm." He goes, "Before you got here, I was praying through this week's message and what we need to be doing next. Need to be doing next as a church, and this just confirms that I had been praying. Should we be a church of uh, using God's authority? And this just confirms that this is exactly the direction that we need to go as a church." And I thought. I just showed up to drop off coffee. God did the rest. Uh, but it was it was one of those weekends. Uh, and, you know, it was one of those weekends where I knew there was a, a burden and things going up. And the things that God did just literally every single day, either through using me or through using any of the, the people that were there um, up there at that camp. It was a powerful, amazing weekend. We got to meet new brothers and, you know, amazing oh, yeah. men of God. And, and I'll shout out, um, you know, Brian Belay. Uh, who started following us since, and Kyle and Michael, who's you know into the fold of of being a brother with us, who's here in Southern California, close to me, and just really, really amazing, awesome people that you know when we're sitting around smoking cigars, they're like, oh hey, what do you do, and what's this, and what's that, and we yeah. start talking about the podcast, and people are like, what you do, what, and it was just a cool um, conversation piece that you know we never yeah. forced on anybody. But, you know, came down the mountain and look and, you know, this person subscribed and that person subscribed and they're following. And it's like, this is exactly what this podcast is here for. It's fellowship around cigars. That's it. It's supporting the community. <laughs> and it's funny. I come down the mountain and I finally turn on my phone because I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It's like you have yep. 115 missed emails. and You know, it's like uh, all this stuff. And it's like it, it's. I, I, that's the one thing I dread about coming down the mountains, turn on the phone. And so I'm seeing the, the new subscribers from people that we had talked to up there. And I'm like, why did you guys turn your phones on already? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think about. Like, dude, stay in the moment, like enjoy that time away from, I mean, just the silence. Oh my word. The silence. I, 
I'm a person. I don't know if you can hear my dogs barking now. You probably can. Uh, Barely. Good. Uh, I, I'm a person that hates silence. I don't like. So I've always hated silence because I think for me, like I've always been afraid of. Um, I've always been fearful of hearing God and seeing things because I don't like the voices in my head. Um, and I know that idle hands belong to the devil. And um, so it's, it's always been a tough dilemma for me. And uh, I'll tell you this weekend for me was, was, um, was probably one of the most, I think, impactful growing weekends that I've had. I, and that's hard to say because um, I've been up there. This like, this, like I said, my fifth camp mm-hmm. and, um, I'm going again in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going again in April. <laughs> going again. I'm going again. I'm going again yep. because I feel like I need to constantly get fed. And every time I go, I have a certain expectation, and God says, "Yeah, right. Um, uh-huh. Let me show you what I got for you." And I think it's beautiful. Uh, the first time I went up, I had a very clear expectation of why I was going. I brought my safety blanket, which was my brother Jason, mm-hmm. and um, I got told something. Uh, extremely different you know i went up to fix my father and i got told how i needed to be fixed as a father yep and <laughs> it's like all right all right i got you i got you and, and ever so that's since how it's like, gonna be <laughs> yeah and ever since and i've had like my expectation right but i'm open to what his is and what what i need to gain from that experience um meeting michael was great Oh my gosh. That was freaking awesome. And, and he's, it's funny. Cause he's like, man, I'm looking for brothers like you. I, I want this to grow, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, when do you do Bible studies? And he's like on Friday nights. I said, when's your next one? He goes this Friday. I go, I'll come out. And I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, think that means what my brain thought that meant. Right. So now I'm <laughs> headed back to California um, to do this. And it's, but I, I think that's I think that sometimes is how God speaks, and um, you know to hear his to hear his voice and to recognize when he's talking, mm-hmm. um, and have that be something that I feared so much in the past, um, and and I think I feared it because of more of lack of understanding than it was actual scared of it. Yeah. Um, to be able to hear that now, man, uh, is cool. Mm-hmm. It is just so freaking cool and i love it um i love what he's doing in my life man i'm I'm, um i came home and you know it's it's funny because i've gone to these church camps right the kumbaya circle around the fire and let's Mm -hmm. all pray and there's nothing wrong with that right there's you're reading verses and you're praising god you're doing the church thing yep um and you come down you're like Jesus, you know, you're like, you're, you're like, uh, William Wallace, you know, yelling freedom, you know, Mm -hmm. and charge man. And, and you just like plow over everybody. Right. And, and people get all amped up and then that dies. Yep. Like William Wallace. Yeah. It's like drinking the, yeah, but he died for a reason. (laughs) He he died for a cause, but I mean, (laughs) this is dying out because. Yeah, his last word was freedom, and then he got his head chopped off. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is more to me like the energy drink, right? It's that spike of energy, and you're like, "Yeah, let's get stuff done," and then like, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crash. Um, I don't want that, and no. I have not ever experienced that when I go to for freedom outreach camps. 
uh, I come back with more uh, knowledge. I come back with more heart, with more feeling, with more understanding. I don't come back ready to charge and take over. Um, I come back ready to allow him to work. Mm -hmm. And that to me, when I came back from my first camp and I was like, holy crap, I've got stuff to work on. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, holy crap, I'm ready to tackle the world. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome because I fully expected that. I fully expected to come back with like, I'm going to plow over everything and just take over this world. I'm going to go in and I'm going to change the church. I'm going to, I'm going to save my neighbors and start smacking people on the forehead. Be healed. You know? And it's like, yeah, like, no, no, I'm not. Um, I'm ready just to have deep conversations and understanding and get into prayer and start hearing what he's got for me. Um, I'm ready to affect my family. Mm-hmm. and make changes and earn my my wife and my daughter's hearts back and become just a different better man yep by walking with him and i was like hmm, that's different yeah and it, i love it, it. yeah they call it, it a retreat or they call it a training not a retreat yes and and it's it's it is training because it's a it's a mindset shift it's it's a paradigm shifting um consciousness that gets ingrained in you while you're there uh, not a let's go get fired up for two weeks and then i'll see you in you know two weeks and we'll be like oh hey remember at camp when we did that yeah that was fun okay what are we doing later it's it's, it's one a, time at church camp yeah exactly <laughs> but it's 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 a complete mindset shift and it's a <laughs> horrible it's, comparison i know right but it's it's what a, it's one of those things where I'll, I'll compare. It's like a stream of, you can have a, a thought process. You can cram for a test and you can put a bunch of information in you get excited because you know, you're going to do well on the test. And as soon as the test is done, you're like, Oh, I can forget all that. That's a regular church camp. This was more of like a stream of consciousness that when you're going throughout your day, it's, it's ingrained in you as long as you yeah. allow it to be because it is life changing. It is behavior changing. It is pattern shifting. It is all those different things. Uh, I mean, coming home and sharing what happened with Aaron and sitting and intentionally talking with Micah, my 10 year old, uh, and saying that, you know, these are some of the things that I want to do differently and, and just sharing what God had taught me. I mean, getting to talk to my dad, get, you know, I mean, my dad's a pastor, a lot of, you know, our viewers and listeners know I'm a PK, um, but getting to talk with him and, it, it, and it wasn't, yes. And it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't pastor dad that was listening. It was Tim's dad that was listening when I was sharing all the things <clears throat> that had happened and what the Holy spirit had done in me and through me. Um, and, and it was just really cool because it was, a, it had a different tone. I guess that's probably the easiest way to put it is it had a different yeah. tone than what any other, uh, stereotypical, men's church weekend and i won't even label it a retreat or camp but a a men's church weekend ever looks like and it was amazing yeah and and that's what i love about it is coming home and and i listen i i told my wife i said you know i know it's it's difficult because i've been a certain way for so long and i said you know i'm gonna come back from these things and i'm gonna have a different mindset i said but you know what i'm starting to realize is that i need to be the spiritual leader of our family that god's called me to be and 
I have not even been the spiritual leader of myself for so many years. And so to come back and, and to have that change, um, it's, it's scary, right? Cause the kids have seen me try to be better. Your know, wife has seen me try to be better. And, you know, you go through those cycles of, Oh, I'm great for a week. I'm not flipping out for a week or, you know, for a week I'm like, Oh honey, let me get the groceries for you. And I'm doing all these things. And then, you know, uh, you know, a fly lands on my forehead and lays an egg. And all of a sudden I'm like, like pissed off again. I don't, I don't mm. know why that fly forehead egg thing. But... I, I wasn't going to touch that one. But it's the smallest thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that 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 sets us off sometimes. Um, and so how do we give those things up and how do we deal with those and just become better spiritual leaders for our family? Mm-hmm. And and even for some people, it's how do I just become a better person in general? And that's OK. Uh, this world needs better people in general. Um, so I, I think sometimes, um, you know, I know for me, for a while, I had to take the Bible out of the Bible and mm. almost take it as like, I grew up with personal development. I listened to Zig Ziglar all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have goals. Uh, and I, I've always been about personal development. Um, and so even if I had to take the Bible as a personal development for a while and take the spiritual <clears throat> as just a way to be better, a better man for my family, um, that's okay. I, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes is part of the path. That was the way that I got to start to listen and hear and get over these fears and how to actually internalize that and become real. Um, the church never taught about, and I'm happy to hear about your church because they never taught about intentional prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, never taught about, you know, that you, the, the power that you have in that prayer. Um, and they could have taught me that when I was younger and I wouldn't have listened, even though I really could have used that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was demons in my house growing up that man, they needed to be cast out. And I'm talking like cast out. Like I'm almost talking like we needed to do like a seance type thing to cast these things out, man. Cause they were thick in my house when I grew up, mm-hmm. boy, I tell you what. And, uh, you have that power. Yeah. And well, it's it w- crazy. And it was interesting because when I was talking with uh, his name's John with my pastor, uh, and he goes, he goes, I'm interested in this, you know, and I gave him some of the info on it. And, and he said now, cause he's got four sons and he said, now what's, what's sort of the age and his oldest son, I think is a sophomore in high school. And I said, if it were me, I'd be saying college freshman and above. Uh, and I said, because of what they do with, um, and I said, just because when they get into sexual, uh, sexuality and intimacy and things like that, I said, uh, and I meant it funny as a joke and he took it even funnier, but I said, you know, because I said, because I don't think a high school guy is going to sit there and comprehend and fully understand that. I said, basically they're going to take it like the disciples did and it's going to go in one ear and out the other, or it's going to create thoughts in their head and they're going to wonder other things. And I just don't personally, I don't know if, if being in high school, a senior in high school and ready to go to college. Okay. Maybe, but you know, college and above 18 and above, that's my take, you know, on when, and he goes, he goes, yeah, I've got quite a few disciples in my house. And and it wasn't like, a, a, you know, I've got some amazing men of God that have learned, you know, they've become apostles. It was, yeah, I've got some stupid disciples in my house. Um, and we just, you know, we both laughed over it. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where, where do you start to draw the line of, okay, they should come because they need to be invested in this or, and I personally took it, I have to sneeze and it's not coming out. All right. <coughs> 
There it is. There it is. God bless uh, I, you. Thank you. But, but I took it in that conversation uh, with John as, uh, okay, I want you to go because you already know some of the books. You already know some of what, you know, has been discussed by John Eldridge and Neil Anderson and, you know, different people. And I would love it for him to experience it and come home and be able to pass that on to his warriors in his house. Right. Uh, and, and that's why I'd said, you know, high school or college and above, you know, is my take on it. Um, but it was just incredible to see there was a full range of ages. And Aaron asked me that she goes, you know, was it mostly older guys? Was it mostly like, you know, er, early, you know, dads and, and parents. And I said, there were guys from college all the way up through in their seventies up there. And, yeah. and it was the full range and it was awesome. And she goes, Oh wow, that's cool. But it was cool because you can see that no matter what age or stage of life or all of the, the earthly labels that we put on demographics, it was a bunch of sons of God that were there to have irreversible change of the heart. But it was cool because with the irreversible change of the heart, there's a mindset that goes with it. As soon as you hear the, the phrase irreversible, permanent, it, it is in concrete, it is done there there's a connotation that goes with it as opposed to all right guys we're on fire let's go down the mountain and and let's go save the world and let's go change souls and look there's nothing wrong with doing exactly what god called us to going to all the lands preaching the gospel baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit but yeah. when you hear the phrase irreversible change of the heart you went to permanent change of the most sacred part of what we consider our body and our life because sure. our heart keeps us alive um, it is it's the pumping station and with god you know when you give your life to christ you know jesus came into my heart we teach all the little kids that in sunday school and when you combine something set in concrete in the most sacred part of your body it just becomes that much more solidified as to the kind of change that takes place yeah i, I sometimes i wish like we could just record the things that go on in my brain um because i just pictured mr rogers um when you said jesus at sunday school um <laughs> will you be my neighbor will you be my neighbor um yeah and i think what's really cool is i went up a couple months or whatever a couple camps ago um i was up there and it was in the sequoias um and what a beautiful location that is man that that sequoia camp that they use <clears throat> holy cow uh just beautiful and it was interesting because a van pulls up and it's full of pastors. So you've got all these like older guys that are like, they've clearly been pastors for a while. And they kind of, you know, they have that kind of that pastoral gate to them. And, you know, like, oh, I'm, you know, I do the church. It's almost like mm -hmm. a, there's almost like a pastoral arrogance. And I, and I hate to say it that way, but there is a certain, for a lot of pastors, there's a certain arrogance that is in their gate and then it just with who they are because mm -hmm. unfortunately a lot of pastors are not getting fed themselves they're so busy feeding and they become an idol to their congregation mm -hmm. and they feed they, they feed on that validation and acceptance that they get from their congregation and it becomes something different right you see that shift in your pat in your pastor as the church grows oh yeah it's unfortunate it's like a jock on campus at high school you can tell that that's a jock by the way that he walks yes um, and so anyways, they offload, right. And they kind of come over and they're being like, they're the super clean and we live, you know, this way and not like clean physically, but like their mouth and almost judgmental. And they, they, 
they do their thing and they get registered and signed up and they kind of cluster. And then another van pulls up. And it's funny because we don't see a lot of vans at camp. Usually it's people coming up in their own cars. Because mm-hmm. uh, this isn't like we're bussing people to this camp, right? And how did this van, dude, I swear, I'm like, I'm surprised the van wasn't like Scooby-Doo when the door opened. Um, because like out of this van, like piles all these literally like gangbangers. Sweet. So all these guys, they're, yeah. And I was like, yes, we got a group of pastors over here. We got a group of like gangbangers over here. Like, it's almost like you've got like, you know, you could cartoon it as like, oh, here's the angels and here's the devil, you know? And uh, these guys come out and I got to tell you, like, we had so much fun with the gang guys. Uh, we were we were playing pool with them, and we were playing some other game, throwing balls down the track. I don't know what it's called. We were playing ping pong, and like <laughs> we had so much fun with these guys, and they gained so much, man. It was the coolest thing in the world, dude. But just to see that the, the people interact um, was unique. It was interesting and it was awesome because normally you wouldn't see those groups of people getting together. <laughs> no. And the pastors show up with almost like a ministry mindset. Like, I know this is going on and I'm supposed to be being fed, but I want to be the pastor role. And so I'm going to be here and, and I'm going to try and uh, yeah. not not force opportunities to be the pastor, but make sure that if they need something, I'm here to support them. And look, supporting each other, supporting our brothers in Christ is a great thing. 100%. But if you go into it with a mindset of I'm going to be here to help other people, you're either going to be sadly, sadly uh, missing the point of that weekend, or you are going to be proven absolutely wrong. And that was the mindset of getting up there. And God says, just watch, hold my wine. Yeah, hold my wine. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) The first bartender. Uh Sasquarilla, Jesus. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) And I hear Micah coming right up. Coming right up. Yes, sir. Shring. <laughs> Sliding across the bar, this glass, like a, a wooden goblet Doink. of wine. <laughs> Jesus got Jesus has his own wine glass hanging on the wall <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> you have chosen wisely. <laughs> oh man, that is the chosen one. Um no, I, I think it's um that's a good name for a wine, the chosen wine. Ooh, there you go. Oh, I like it. We just came up with that. But no, I, I think it was really cool, man. And and I just love, I love seeing the different walks of life that come up and the impact that they have, man. And the times that, um, you know, people are just there. I mean, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, the pool was like 45 degrees and we had a guy get baptized. Oh, that was um, amazing. And, and, and I'm just going to say it, dude. Uh, well done uh, for listening to God in your heart, man. Because that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, and and had you not done what you heard, uh, that may not have happened. Just does my hands crooked. Yeah, it, so it, I don't want to go into depth about that. No, that's a, that's a it's a personal thing. But I just I just want to say that was really freaking cool, um, yeah. to to experience to see and to be a part of. And there there was a lot of really neat events that happened up there. Yeah, and and it's crazy because the 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 band of brothers that we were all with, I'm sure that is just a small portion of everything that God was doing that weekend. Uh, you know, and and we all came home with multiple stories and and you know oh, yeah. God activities, God you know God moments, as you know some people lay them label them as, 
uh, and we only made up about a tenth of the group that was up there. I mean, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, just it, it, it's crazy to think of how much God did up there in, in men's lives. And hopefully all of them are starting the irreversible change and have already started. Yeah. I mean, and and listen, God's going to put us where we need to be. Um, And and we're going to put ourselves in the way. That's just it. Oh yeah. Uh, God's saying, Hey, I want you here. And you're going, yeah, that's cool, dude. Uh, I'm over here though. And, and that's part of the joy of what we have. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I've said it before, but like it, it's, it's a choose your own adventure book. That's the life I get to live. Uh, The beauty of it is that I have a relationship with the author of that book. And so do I, do I choose to listen to the author when I come to the end of the page and I get that option? Um, You know, whatever, you know, you're, you know, somebody kicks your cat and you have an option. Like, do I go kick them back or do I, you know, handle this appropriately? Which most people would say appropriately, just kick them back. But um, Mm -hmm. I know the author of that book. Now the author's not there all the time saying, okay, now make this choice. Now make this choice. Now make this choice. Like it's Mm -hmm. going, Hey, you know what? Here's what I see is, you know, here's what I'm telling you is the best choice. And we have that to listen to, but we still have the right to make the choice. So he might say, take option one. And I go, yeah, that's cool, man. Awesome. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with option two. Mm -hmm. And so I go to page 38 instead of page 16. Um, You know, and those of you that don't know what choose your own adventure book is, look it up. It's a book from back in my day um, that we used to always, I mean, I would rent that from the library all the time because they were so much fun. It's like 12 stories in one. Oh yeah. What a great concept that thing was. I know, right? And, and all the but that's all the OCD people are like, you just skipped a whole bunch of pages. Just yeah. read the whole thing, read every version. No. I, I think OCD is 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 backwards anyways. Shouldn't it be CDO? It, it is. And and I do have OCD in certain areas, so it was hard for me to say OCD. Yeah. Um, but I think if you don't know what that is, like look that up. And that was one of the best explanations I've ever given. Um, I feel like when I was speaking with an atheist friend of mine and he says, it's a sad existence, you know, living as a Christian because you have your God that tells you what to do and you're just a puppet. Hmm. And I said, well, a, that's completely inaccurate. So let me tell you exactly how I, what, what I have and why I have my faith. Uh, B to me, I consider a sad existence when you live for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you believe in nothing you feel like you're just on this planet to just get by and to die someday like what in the heck is the point yeah there's no point of that like cool i lived i died i'm back to dirt who cares mm-hmm. what what is the point why why live at all like, that just doesn't make sense to me so i think it's beautiful to be able to live for something to not be lonely to not be empty on every day of my life um and to have purpose Mm-hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And to have choice is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't live as a puppet. Um, no. I'm not a puppet to anybody. I do have the decision to listen or to not listen. And that's the beauty of, of my faith. Yep. And that's what makes it faith. Because you prove, it, you prove it for yourself. You, you, you prove it through the good, the bad, and the ugly to yourself um, how real God is. Yeah. And it's not just about being good. Like for those that think that, you know, being faithful is just being good. Uh, you're way off kilter. Yep. Um, you know, I'm allowed to be angry. 
Jesus got angry. Very. Um, you know, so it's like, let's be realistic. And, you know, there was the people that ate the, the, the 12 that ate at the table, man, for the final supper. It's like, uh, yeah, there's uh, okay, cool, dude. You're going to betray me. You're hated by everyone. Uh, you're dirty. Uh, you know, it's like you go around there and you're just like, wow, man, uh, I'm allowed to be flawed. I'm allowed to have issues. I'm not supposed to be perfect. No. And, and that, that's what makes, that's what makes me amazing is my flaws and my lack of perfection. Um, the ability to gain knowledge and grow and to change and make different decisions and choices in life. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So those things inspire me. Those things excite me, man. I think it's great. Cause every time that like, I'm feeling like a rough time, you know, it's like, I have to realize that I made the choice to get to where I'm at, which means I can make the choice to get out of where I'm at. Yes. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. Oh, I'm a victim of my circumstances. And, oh, I made this choice and that was the wrong one. So I guess I only make bad choices. No, that's, that's, that's (laughs) not how it goes. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just wired. It's just, it's the hand that I was dealt. And look, you know what? There are certain circumstances out of our control that can create challenges. But what you do with that and how you transform it is what makes all of the difference. I mean, yeah, you can say, oh, you know, but God doesn't love me because he allows this hurt or he allows this or he allows that. Yeah, but look at what the greater story could be should you change your mindset, change your perspective, change how you approach it. And it's absolutely possible. And you and I have both seen that in our own lives of, oh, well, this happened or I've got, you know, this in the past that, you know, has has damaged me or wounded me. And and we could easily we could easily play the victim card, but instead we don't play the victim card and we play the conqueror, the warrior card. And we say, how am I going to overcome? How are going to, how am I going to let God overcome that? How am I going to let God turn that into a positive and use that? Uh, And, and when we can get to that point in our life, then uh, we can understand the power that God has, but yet it's surrendering our power for his power. And that's when the true change happens. Yeah, I mean, what I think really doesn't matter, right? Um, it's yeah. it's funny, and, and that's proven every time I go to camp with my own intentions. Because <laughs> it's like he's like, "Oh, you're cute," uh, and 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 has different plans for me, uh, including this one. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, I don't know, man. I think it's a beautiful existence. And and listen, I I, I want to point something out real quick. Like I know we talk a lot about God on our on our Thursday release of podcast and, and I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, understand mm-hmm. that this is our opinion, this is our faith, this is who we are and what we believe in. Um, and and I hope that my hope is that if you're not a person that believes in God, that you still can hear this as just somebody else's opinion for now. Um, I truly believe that that God is using this to touch some hearts. Yep. Um, because I can tell you this, it is so, um, it's so freeing. Um, the weight that's been lifted off of my shoulders, uh, to know that a battle that I'm going through has already been won, um, is you can't even explain it. Nope. You, you can't even explain how freeing, um, just believing and believing in him and being willing to listen to him, how freeing that is. Um, we all have gone through our struggles. We we all live through generational sin. Mm-hmm. Our fathers and our mothers are doing the best with what they were given. Um, and to know that I've got a father floating around in the sky somewhere, um, 
that loves me unconditionally uh, is is powerful because that allows me to see something different. And had I not been able to have, if I'm not able to see something different and feel something different, experience something different, then I'm going to pass on what my father and my mother gave to me, to my children, which means passing on all the good things, but it also means passing on all the hurt and the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be able to relieve that and to make different choices and to pass something on different, um, I already see it affecting my family. Um, I see my children completely different than the way I was. And I, and I saw one of my daughters starting to go down the same path I did mm-hmm. and my eyes were opened and said, Hey, uh, dummy, you know, all those things that you feel hurt about, uh, from your past. Yeah. You're doing that to your children. Yeah. Because I was so focused on me and my hurt and my pain that I was blind to see that I was passing that on. Mm-hmm. And when your eyes are opened to see that, um, now I'm affecting the next generation. And yep. I'm no longer pat. Now, listen, I'm still passing on hurt and pain. I'm sure, like, I'm not perfect. Like, there's no freaking way oh, yeah. that I'm perfect. That, and but, in some ways, that's expected. Yeah, and I see, I see some of the good stuff being passed on. I me, mean, dude, my my daughter's 17, owns two vehicles she bought herself, and she works two jobs. She's finishing high school early. Like, all these things, I'm like, wow. But this is a kid that was failing. Yeah. This is a kid that had to do some summer school because she failed some of her classes, and now she's graduating early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, talk about like an immediate generational change. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, and I, listen, I, I graduated high school. I went all the way through, blah, blah, blah. I did all the things, the who's what's and all that stuff. So it's not like, you know, I'm a GED dad and she's, you know, going to get like, but to see her take that internal responsibility at such a young age means that I'm taking what took me 30 or 40 years to learn and we're dropping that down because I'm allowing God to work through me and and effectively change the things I say about myself so I can help change the things that my children say about themselves. Yep. And what they're seeing that I'm saying about them. If that makes any sense. It does. Okay. But it's cool. it, it's it's just and I mean you touched on it. We've seen the change though through this podcast, what God has done with people softening hearts with people, uh, and I'm not going to go into specifics because it doesn't matter, but God is using this podcast for his glory, for his benefit. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's the entire goal. And you said it countless times over the weekend. I said it countless times over the weekend. We're, we're not here for us. If anything, we're here because this is therapeutic and essentially speaking out loud, counseling, between the two of us because we get to think and process real life and, and how we need to navigate that. Uh, and, and God is using this podcast and being able to talk to people that are in the music industry, being able to talk to people that are starting up their own podcast, being able to talk to people just this past weekend that are in different arenas of, of life and not even cigars, but just what God has started, have it transcend all of that shows the true power of God. And we will carry this on as long as God entrusts it to us to carry on. And when his purpose in this is done, then that'll be it. And I love it, man. Yep, I freaking love it because I don't care if anybody's listening. Uh, No, (laughs) I just love this time because like I get to hear us and it's like, Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, that's cool. And I I get, I I hear this. I don't go back and listen to it because I don't like hearing my own voice. I think I sound terrible. But and God bless you for those of you that put up with this 
glorious voice of mine. Um, <laughs> God bless you all. But no, I, I just, I think there's so much more out there than what we even can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I just want to, I want to end with this. I want to close this out with this. Of if you, and we've said this before, if you are going through struggles or hard time, just understand that there's more out there, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're telling yourself on a daily basis, realize that you're telling yourself that, which means you could tell yourself something different and change may not affect overnight. Um, working with one of my friends right now, I said, listen, you've been developing your habits for 25 years. It's foolish to think that you're going to change those habits in 25 minutes. Oh yeah. It's absolutely foolish. Um, Now I do believe that you can affect change within a shorter period of time than the time it took you to create where you're at. So I'm not saying it's going to take 25 years to change everything about you. Um, No. But there's always room for growth. There's always room for a different conversation in your head. And even if you don't believe in God and you don't have faith, you can still affect the change in yourself by having a different conversation. And I believe, I truly believe, um, for those that are willing to get past themselves, they'll see something greater than, than themselves. Um, but we got to get out of our own way. Yep. And so if you're that person and you're just struggling, you have that inner monologue that you just are, you fight with every single day, you wake up, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, you're so ugly, you're stupid, you're worthless, you're not loved, you're a failure, uh, whatever it is you're telling yourself, I wish you I wish you were dead and you're looking at yourself and you're just saying those things, please, please, please reach out and please understand that things can change. I will tell you something very personal before we close out. <clears throat> um, when I lived in Samoa, I wore flip-flops every day. Uh, when I went there, I was a very low self, low, very low self-confident kid, but I was always outspoken. I've always been the big, Wah! but I did it for the attention, not because that's just who I was. Um, and I desired that attention. When I didn't get it, I would out, I would overreact and I would do things to get the attention one way or another, right? Um, but what I learned there was that I always told myself every single day that I can't do it. It didn't matter what was in front of me. I always said, I can't do that. I can't pass that test. I can't learn, you know, whatever English and understand or retain this. I can't do this. I can't have relationships. I can't be a friend. I can't be nice. I can't, none of this. I can't do it. That's what I told myself every single day. Mm -hmm. So on my flip-flops, I took a piece of coral and I scribed in there. I can on the left foot do it on the right foot. Hmm. That's all I wrote. And I scribed it in so it was permanent. And whenever I got a new pair of flip-flops, I would scribe it in. I would take coral and I would just grind it into the flip-flops to the point that I almost believe it became imprinted on the bottom of my feet, right? <laughs> um, but every day and every time, every morning, every moment that I put my flip-flops on, coming back out of the ocean and put my flip-flops on, it was, I can do it. I can do it. And for two years, I told myself, I can do it. I can do it two years hmm. when i left samoa i went into montana for a continuation of the school that i was in and i realized on that flight i was with like seven other people and they all were doing things that we weren't supposed to do they weren't telling me about it because they knew i was the guy that would rat them out um, <laughs> and i just love that i had that disposition about me uh it, now when they got caught they pushed it all onto me which is awesome uh because it gave me another opportunity to prove that i'm somebody different right mm-hmm So I ended up in Montana and I remember flying to Montana thinking to myself, this is your opportunity to be somebody different. 
nobody here knows who you are. Hmm. Nobody knows your baggage. Nobody knows your history. Nobody knows any of this stuff. And you have the choice right now, Brandon, to be somebody different, to be the person you've always desired to be. And that's in your heart to be. And I got in that school and I got, I was somebody completely different. I affected the change that I've been training myself for the last two years. And this mm -hmm. is before, I, I mean, I knew God, but I wasn't like, I wasn't listening like I am now. Yeah. But I want you to know that like, I went from, I can't do it for 16 years, 18 years of my life to, I can do whatever I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. I ended up help developing a ropes course and started building the ropes course. We cleared the forest. I was entrusted to be out there by myself um, or with a team. I was entrusted with a team of people. We developed the ropes course and everything there at the, at the school. Um, I was entrusted with a lot of different things because I just said, I can do whatever I put my mind to mm -hmm. and I can affect the change. Uh, before I knew I was staffing seminars, I was you know helping develop seminars, personal development. I was 19 teaching adults uh, personal development. Hmm. And it's like, went from this change of like, I can't do anything to I can do whatever I put my mind to. And went from a change of I'm a worthless piece of crap to helping develop other minds of adults listening to a 19 year old. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much I would listen to a 19 year old, honestly, <laughs> but you did that change. So guys understand that. And you just write a positive phrase on your mirror. If you're a person that beats yourself up every day, write a positive phrase. Who cares what other people think right on your mirror? Yep. The opposite of what you tell yourself every day. I am valuable. I can do it. I am loved. I am amazing. Write the opposite on your mirror. And you say that to yourself every single day. And the first day might be yeah, I'm positive. I'm a good person. Yeah, I guess I'm loved, but start saying it with power. Yep. And free yourself of yourself uh, and, and move on with life because you can make a different choice. So, yep. Yeah. Well, and and when I was going through youth group, junior high, high school, college, back then, everyone knew what three by five cards were because not everything was electronic yet. Uh, and what we were index cards, index cards. There you go. Uh, homemade flashcards. But what uh, one of my youth pastors, multiple of them say it, but uh, or said it, but write on an index card and put it in the sun visor of your car. So every time you flip it down, you see a positive note, put it on the mirror when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, put yeah. it uh, over your doorway to your bedroom, put positive, whether it's Bible verses, whether it's positive sayings, whatever it is, put it in places that force you to see it when you go there and remind you of what's most important about you the positive about you and what you want God to influence you with. And let me tell you, when, when you constantly change uh, what you're looking at, what you're thinking in your head and what you're going through the, like you were mentioning, the positive change does take place because it takes your focus off of the, uh, the negativity, the, the ho-hum, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, but the, the mundane of every yeah. day and it puts you the on the positive of life. Yes, exactly. So, so find, find one way challenge for the week, find one way to be positive in this next week towards yourself. And if you think I'm happy, I'm good. I'm always positive. There's always a way to improve. Find one thing that you want to change about yourself this week for the positive and focus on it, put it somewhere, put up an index card, 
and go to the Dollar Tree and buy a pack of index cards for a dollar and put some of those around and just watch the difference in mindset that takes place this week. Yeah, grab a grease pen, write it on your mirror. Write there you directly go. on your mirror with a grease pen. Um, yep. whatever, whatever you need to do, get your wife's lipstick and write on the mirror. She can yell at you and you can go buy another tube. It's an opportunity to be positive. And if you feel like you're a person that there's nothing, you feel like you're perfect, there's your problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> sorry to say, yep. uh, none of us are perfect. So, um, nope. I, yeah, I, I think that's your challenge for this week. Get out there and, and, and tell yourself something positive every single day. Start your day with that. First thing in the morning, don't look at your Facebook. Don't look at your Instagram. Don't start your day with positivity every single day. Yep. It changes the whole day. Oh, 100%. Yep. And don't let something negative throughout the day change what is that positive for the day. That negative is there to see if you will still focus on the positive. And you need to. Yep. You have to. Yep. There's something great in all of us, and and you've got to find that and focus on that and build off of that. Yep. All right, everybody. I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 51 of Down the Nub. Thank you for joining us on this journey, uh, and that's truly what it is. It is a journey, and we love being able to uh, just share share life with all of you and enjoy the journey together. Uh, if you want to follow us and you're not already on all the socials, they're right down there. I got it. I got you. There we go. There we go. Right here. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at down to the nub. Uh, And if you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash down to the nub, click that subscribe button, ring the bell, and you'll get notified every time we either go live or post a new podcast every Thursday. Uh, And then if you want to support the show and what we're doing, there are costs that go into it. Patreon.com slash down to the nub. Any of the levels is humbly appreciated. We don't take any of it. It's not here for us um it's never been about that it never will be about that Uh, but if you want to support what we're doing here um then then god bless you for that but i think that's going to wrap it up and uh before we wrap it up if you guys want to check out the camp that we were talking about it's for freedom outreach uh ffo but for freedom outreach.com if you want to check that out, if it's something that sounds like it may be something for you, um, I can tell you it's been life-changing for me. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. There's a camp coming up coming up in April. It's filling up quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to be a part of that, put down as your church, uh, House of Rejects. Um, that's the ministry that that uh, my buddy Jason and I are starting up right now. It's House of Rejects. Uh, and that'll kind of get you tied in with, with us while we're up there because I will be up there the last two days. Um, mm-hmm. but for freedom outreach, if it's something that sounds like it's for you, check it out and get registered right away. It's like 250 bucks. If you pre-register early, yep. you have till March, I think to pay for it. So, yep. Uh, make sure you get on there. I really want to give them some love because they've been, they've been life changing for me. So, yep. Yeah, All right, everybody. Work on the yes. He, you guys. He, he does work on the mountain. Yeah. Yes. Thank you guys all for your, your time and, God bless you if you got this far. We love you. We appreciate you and all of your support and everything you're doing. And we ask that you have a wonderful, amazing week. Yep. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.